One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Are you struggling to find clarity in your business? Do you feel like you're winging it as a solopreneur? and lacking the confidence to charge your worth? Are you tired of the never-ending hamster wheel of content creation and marketing? If so, the Strategic CEO Accelerator Program is just what you need. This 90-day group coaching program will take you from struggling solopreneur to savvy CEO with a solid business foundation for success. In this program, we'll cover everything from mindset and time management to finding your messaging and making marketing that connects with your audience. You'll learn how to think like a CEO and create big picture goals with action plans to make them a reality. We'll help you build a brand identity that gives you the freedom to pick the clients you want to work with and find the work-life balance you deserve. With bi-weekly coaching sessions, personalized group assignments and feedback, access to a private community, email support, and a mind map journal just for business, you'll have all the tools you'll need to build a better business. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, schedule a complimentary strategy session and learn more about how the Strategic CEO Accelerator Program can give you the clarity, confidence, and consistency you need to succeed. Let's work together to build a solid foundation for your business and take your CEO skills to the next level. Visit strategybysasha.com slash strategic accelerator to sign up now. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today we are going to be talking about sales because I know so many of you, like me, 
hate being salesy, don't like being in people's DMs, don't like the idea of trying to sell yourself, even though as business owners, it is key to what we have to do in order to have a successful business. We have to be able to sell our services, to sell our products, to be able to get comfortable with the idea of selling. And so I wanted to have a conversation around that today. And joining me to have this conversation is Kathy, who has been named top 20 business coach to look out for in Disruptor Magazine. She is an ex-corporate sales expert, having sold close to a billion dollars. After she was asked numerous times how she did it, she realized that there was a real need to help entrepreneurs find success in their marketing and sales. She has her own methodology for success, which I'm sure we will talk about. And one of her pillars of success is being authentic, which y'all know I love. I am a big believer in authenticity, but she also says having the philosophy philosophy of drawing outside the lines, not following what is expected, in essence, being a rule breaker. So Kathy, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much, Sasha. I'm I'm so happy to be here. And I don't know if you heard me kind of chuckle <laughs> when you were talking about how so many people hate sales. You know, that's like an arrow piercing my heart. <laughs> I I am one of those people for as much as uh I know how important it is. And I think I, I blame a lot of it on my introvertness. I don't like to be pushy. I don't like to come off as salesy. And I do, there is a difference between being salesy and like being good at sales. I don't think you necessarily have to be salesy to, to be a good salesperson. Um, I just, I have yet to find a way (laughs) that I particularly like selling. (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm interested to learn, particularly you you have these four types of sales. So I want to learn more about that. But I, I'm just interested to know and in, in how you have managed to sell close to a billion dollars of anything, because that just means you're really good at sales. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I am. Um, but, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because you said that you're an introvert. And I'm also an introvert. Most people would never really know that, but I can be painfully shy. But I think selling is for absolutely everyone and everyone. I don't think there's a person on the face of this earth, unless it's like somebody that is, (laughs) I would say like a monk or something that doesn't see anyone that probably doesn't sell every single day. So I just want to give you an example. So for those of you out there in the audience that maybe have a spouse or kids, um, significant other, and you want them to do something in that day, like clean up their room or (laughs) take the trash out or whatever it is, when you are approaching them and asking them to do that, in essence, you are selling them that that's the right thing to do. And so I don't think people look at it like that. I would, well, I would say that's like the art of persuasion, which I guess yeah. is sales, but. <laughs> which it is. Art of persuasion absolutely is involved in the sales process. But I think the thing about sales is you have to reframe it because really what sales is, is helping someone reach some sort of transformation, whatever yeah. it might be. And I think when you reframe that, and and think about you know the people that you're helping. I actually it's one of my pillars. I call it um, uh, about face, and it's 
about face basically means it's about your customer. It's not about you. Yeah. So for everybody that gets really nervous or says, hey, I can't sell or whatever, you're literally just thinking about yourself because you're you're thinking, oh, I'm really scared or selling is slimy or I don't know how to do it. It's all those different things. Yeah. Instead of thinking, you know, there's this person that I can really help. I mean, just think about it. It's kind of like if you have a child and you're teaching them to walk, you're helping <laughs> them walk, take those few steps. In essence, it's the exact same process in sales is you are helping them, you know, take those first few steps so that they could have a better life. Yeah. Think about if you had this child, your child, and you're like, no, you're going to stay in bed all day. You're not going to do anything. <laughs> I don't want you to walk. I don't want you to ride a bike. Well, that's not good, right? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little selfish, you yeah. know, all that. Versus if you're like, hey, you know, walking is really cool. And then you can run and then you could go play with your friends and you can do all these things. You're laying out this future of something that is really cool that, you know, and even just think about a child. I just think about my youngest. I have video of my youngest, you know, his first few steps. He was laughing. He was so happy. Yeah. So what happens when you are doing the right thing and you're selling in the right way? You know, your customers, they're going to have a smile on their face. They're going to be happy. They get to go to the <laughs> next step, right? Whatever it is, or this big problem that they have is gone. Or maybe, let's say you're in the travel industry and you're selling them a cruise or you're selling them a trip to somewhere. Think about how excited they're going to be. You know, they're going to have a big smile on their face. So you're solving that problem. You're getting rid of pain in some shape or form. You're having them get a transformation. I'm just, I'm nodding the entire time that you're saying this because I think I like that you kind of flipped it because I do think most people make sales, sales about them. Like, how do I feel about doing it? It makes me uncomfortable I don't like to, you know, pitch to people. I don't like to talk to people like that. But when you flip it in a way that's like, oh, like, no, like I can help someone and this is going to help them achieve X, Y, and Z, then that, then you're just kind of helping that person see like, no, this is really good for you. Like, mm -hmm. let me, let me tell you about why this is really amazing for you and that you're going to love it. And it's going to help you as opposed to how uncomfortable it makes me feel having to tell you all right. of this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I understand because, you know, we're all exposed to sales in some shape or form all throughout our life. And you can have a really good experience to it, or you can have a really, really bad experience to it. So then you have these, you know, these emotions that turn into your beliefs about, you know, those experiences. Yeah. And I had the exact same thing. I actually thought, sales was slimy. It was something I really, really didn't want to do and kind of got dragged into it, like kicking and screaming. And the minute I did it, I realized that it wasn't slimy if you do it in the right way. Yes. So, um, and it also takes a mindset shift. That's actually my, my first pillar is switch your mindset. So my pillars are S-A-L-E-S. Imagine that sales, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, um, and the first one, switch your mindset. So it goes from, Hey, I can't do this 
to flipping and having the imposter syndrome and being really scared and everything that comes along with that. Anytime you try something new yeah, to switching it to, absolutely, I can do this and I'm going to be really good at it. And I'm serving, you know, that's, I think that kind of gets overused a little bit. I'm serving, not selling. Yeah. But in reality, that's really what you're doing is, is you're serving. Yeah. I mean, and in sales, the, when it comes to the mindset and the imposter syndrome in particular, I, for me, that's nothing but practice, honestly. I mean, the, it, it can always feel a little uncomfortable, but the more often you do it, the more comfortable you get with your like elevator pitch, essentially how you go about saying the things that you're talking about. You get more familiar with the things you want to point out about what you're selling, about you know why you think this is going to help someone. And then it just makes it easier to have that conversation. So that mindset shift becomes a little bit easier. You know that you can do it. You just have to, you just have to practice at doing it. You just have to keep going versus, you know, if, getting stuck in that like imposter. I can't do this. Like this is, this is, I don't like to do this. I don't want to do this. So I'm not going to do this. You really have to kind of step outside of that comfort zone to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first off the whole thing about the nervousness and being scared to do and all that, it shows that you care. Yeah. Because if you weren't nervous about something. Yeah. You care about the outcome. Yeah. You, you really don't care. And, and then the second thing that you can do to kind of help with the nerves is do something a lot harder <laughs> than what it is. Um, a friend of mine who I recently had on my pod, I also have a podcast called The Professional Rule Breaker, but a friend of mine who I had on recently, he said something that I was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Do something harder than the thing that you're scared of. <laughs> so the, the thing that you're scared of doesn't seem so hard anymore. And I was like, okay. Like in my case, it would be karaoke or something like that. I'd be <laughs> terrified to do karaoke. But if I did get karaoke, then hey, it's a bunch of the other things would look would seem a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes, that's, makes a lot of sense. If you push yourself, if you push your limits a little bit, then I think in general, just speaking, like whenever we push ourselves, it, we can we can surprise ourselves at the things that we are capable of doing. The things that scare us, we could probably push ourselves a lot further past that if we just are willing to just be okay that it scares us and recognize that, you know, that is a feeling. It's a valid feeling. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being nervous about making that sales pitch or something like that, but that moving past that. And then, after you get off the sales call, you're like, oh, I did it. Like, and it wasn't that right. bad. Like even, right. even if the person said no, even if they, you know, they didn't buy what I was pitching or anything like that, I did, I did it. Like I, I did my spiel. I, I sold it. Now I can take what maybe didn't go well this time and do better the next time. I can kind of mm -hmm. fix my talking points or something like that. And now I know how to tweak it. So that way the next time I do this, I won't be as nervous I won't be as scared. I'm a little bit more comfortable with it. And so it should go a little bit better for me. And I think you just keep doing that until it becomes more natural for you. Yeah, absolutely. There's a saying that is um, success is like a vitamin. So, you know, you take vitamins every day to be stronger or get healthier or whatever. So if you have a little bit of success every single day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be something huge. Like what you said, it doesn't have to be that you close that person. Yeah. Maybe your first success is that you picked up the phone 
and you called somebody. And then the next day is maybe you picked up the phone, you talked to this person, you asked them questions to try to really find out, you know, you know, they might say, I want this, but maybe what it really find out what they need, you know, and then the next day it's, you get a little further every single day. So yep. you keep on adding these little bits of success. You know, I always look at it as if you're climbing a, you know, a mountain. Well, you know, it takes a <laughs> to get up to the mountain, doesn't it? You have to start somewhere and take those steps to yep. get to your end result. Yep. That's, I mean, everyone who climbed Mount Everest started at the bottom. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they had to do it all one step at a time. So it, it it's okay to go slow. I And I say that all the time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going slow in, in anything that we're doing in our business. It is especially if you're practicing at it, you're getting better at it, you're getting more comfortable at it. It's okay to, I mean, I look back at some of my first sales calls and I'm just like, oh, those were so bad. Like they, I, yeah, I know I was nervous. I, I we all had them. Yeah. I probably, I, you know, and there's times where I've gotten off of discovery calls and things and I'm like, oh, I forgot to like mention this and that probably would have helped them. Or, oh, I didn't even tell them like about the payment plan. And, you know, there's times I've done things like that, but it's just, it's all learning. You know, you, you get off and maybe that means I need to like write stuff down when I'm on a discovery call. So mm-hmm. I remember like what I need to say. So I, I, I even fine. like, let's say you forgot something that gives you an excuse to get back in touch with them. Yeah. Follow up it's on an email or something. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's something I call a connection campaign. So like, think about your friends, right? Um, you keep in touch with them. Maybe like you haven't seen them for a while. You're going to go up, give them a hug, or you might touch them on the shoulder and say, Hey, good job or whatever it is. It's it's really the same thing when it comes to marketing and it comes to sales. It is like those little, you're just reaching out. It's a little touch and just say, Hey man, it was so great talking to you. I realized once I got off the phone, I forgot to talk about the payment plan, you know, or I forgot to ask you about this or, you know, and it gives you an opportunity you know, have that little touch, that connection well, with that. And I think people, you, you use a really good word, the connection. I think people like that because yeah. they, they, people don't like to be sold to. They don't like no. to feel like you're pitching them. But when you take that extra step and was, you know, hey, uh, like I've done this before on discovery calls where I always ask like, oh, where are you from? Or, you know, where are you at right now? And I try to think about something of wherever this person is. It's like, oh, I've always wanted to visit there or I love X, Y, and Z about being there because it creates that connection with people and it makes it seem like they're more than just, you're just, you're doing more than just trying to get their money, right? Yep. You're, you're actually trying to connect with them on a personal level, on a people to people level versus just a transactional level. And that's what people don't like. I don't, I don't want to be just another number to you or a transaction to you. I, I want to be a person. And so if you can follow up via email and point out something like in the call that happened or, you know, oh, your cat that walked past, I love, you know, I have a, I have a black cat myself, like things like that, people that sticks out to people. Mm-hmm. And that, in my opinion, makes them more likely to, even if they don't close with you then, it makes it more likely that when they do need someone like you, that you're the person that they're going to think of because you started to kind of build that connection with them. Absolutely. It's being that top of mind, being that first person they think of um, when they have that issue. I mean, I did have, it was interesting because uh, not too long ago, I have um, a client, they ended up being a client of mine. But one of the first things they said to me was like, I loved 
that you did not try to sell me in our very first conversation. And I was like, I was just fact finding. You know, I really wanted to find out because the thing is, when you think about it, you know, when you're having a, let's say a discovery call or that first conversation, you need to not only find out, are you, you know, can you uh, provide a solution to that, to that person? But are you the right fit? Yeah. Are they the right fit for you? Yep. So, you know, I think that's all part of the discovery. You know, I think that's why the term discovery comes from, and it really should be two-sided. And even the sales process, everything about sales, it always should be two-sided. It should be a win-win for both sides. Anytime you have something that's not equal, if you think of the scales of justice and you think about, you know, one side's higher than the other side, you know, let's say you're winning. You got, you know, you're charging this customer. I'm just going to use an example. You're charging this customer a lot of money and this customer maybe is just getting so, so value. Yeah. Whatever. Well, guess what? Maybe you got that customer, but they're probably not going to refer you. They're probably not ever going to buy anything from you again. Yep. <laughs> so that's not good. But then let's flip it, right? Let's say that the customer was the one that was this giant winner and you are not because maybe you offered a really low price yep. or something like that. Well, maybe they'll give you a bunch of raving reviews and they love you, but you're going to be out of business yeah, <laughs> because you can't afford to do, you know, and what I, you're going to do. I've seen that so many times where, especially when you're starting out in business, because we, we all want to make a sale. We all want the money that comes in. So we're willing to just sell to any and everyone and take on whatever client or customer we can get without asking ourselves, is this the right person for me? And oftentimes when we don't do that, that's when that person is the problem client. That's when they are expecting more than what what your deliverables might be, or they're asking for more than what they're paying for. And it just becomes a whole situation because you haven't, you didn't, you know, there were probably red flags and you didn't say like, I don't think I'm the right person that you should be working with. Like you probably better served by someone that's not me or someone else, or maybe you need this completely different service and it's not me at all. And you think it's me, but instead you were like, no, this person is willing to give me money. So I'll let them be a client (laughs) of mine. No, I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I think of, you know, scenarios where, um, people like exactly what you're saying. They're willing to take just about anybody. And maybe these people really don't fall into what I would consider to be your hero client, your ideal client. There's so many terms for that, but like a yeah. client where you can really make a big um, transformation um, and you spend a lot of time because they're just not the right fit. Yep. And you're trying to fit them into like a profile. I mean, think about, (laughs) this is a real easy example. Um, And probably a lot of ladies, sorry guys, but a lot of ladies (laughs) may may relate to this, that let's say you're going out with somebody. Let's say he's a bad boy or something like that. Right. (laughs) And you're like, you know, I can fix him. (laughs) Well, guess what? When you get a customer that is not in that falls into your ideal client, and I'm not saying that there aren't people on the periphery that will be great, but let's just say I'm just going to take anybody that pays me this. Yep, it's the exact same thing. You end up going, 
I'm going to fix this client. I'm going to help them. I know I can make them do this. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> and you are just going to burn yourself out. You'll hate it. Yeah. You'll hate it. You're not going to want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's going to take an enormous amount of time. Yeah. So yeah. So that's part of the, you know, the about face. It's all about the customer. It's knowing everything about who your ideal customer is so that not only can you serve them better, but it makes you more efficient. Yes. Yeah. Because once you start to figure out, and I've talked about, you know, your target audience and your ideal client before on the show, once you really narrow in on who that is, it makes it so much easier to talk to them directly in the sense, especially when it comes to selling, because you already know what their problems are. You already know what kind of solutions that they're looking for and how you can, the language that works with them in order to you know, kind of push them a little bit more towards going from potential client to your actual client because you've just zoned in on them. When you're when you're trying to talk to everyone, especially when you're trying to sell to everyone, it, in my opinion, you end up selling to no one because you're all over the place. You're like, I know if I if I say if I talk about you know being the lowest value, that's going to attract this person over here. You know, I'm the cheapest person, that's going to attract this type of client. If I talk about how expensive I am, then that might be you know the luxury client over here who, you know, is willing to pay whatever. If I talk about, yes, I'm expensive, but this is everything. This is the value that you get from working with me. This is the time that you get back from working with me. Then that's a whole different other client over here. And so you end up confusing all of the people that you're trying to talk to because you're trying to just sell to anyone as opposed to narrowing in on who you're truly talking to. Right. Absolutely. And and that's, I would say, um, that's a mistake that not only people that are just starting out in sales, but people that are experienced do the exact same thing um, because they start getting a little bit of a tunnel vision and it's more about dollars, transactions, yeah. rather than you know reframing it and really making it all about, you know, can you provide that transformation? Yeah. And, you know, the bigger transformation, the better. Yeah. You know, as well. Yeah, I mean it I think that also as our businesses grows too, who we talk to also changes and so how we used to do sales might not work as it used to. It might not work the same way. Like whenever, especially if you're going through business, you raise your prices or maybe you change something about your offering or something like that. You have to relearn how to talk about it, how to pitch about it, how to, what is that key thing in whatever your spiel is that's going to really resonate with people and actually to like close the deal and things like that. So it's always about it. it, And I think this is pretty much in all parts of our businesses, but it's always just about learning, refining, relearning, refining, relearning. And then that whole journey is essentially our business journey. (laughs) The whole time we have our business. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what? There's a, there's a life cycle too. There's a customer life cycle Um, because they may buy from you for one thing, whatever that might be, but they want to continue buying from you. And there's other things that you can offer. In addition to that, maybe, you know, I'll use an example of, um, let's say a course creator. Um, You know, you start off and you have a course that's kind of middle of the road, right? 
It's um has some really good value in it. Um, but it's not um like if somebody wanted to be an expert in in it, they need more information. So then you can offer, you know, either a you know, more of a high ticket that has a lot more information in it. Or you can offer masterminds, or you can offer intensives. You know, there's all sorts of different things that you can offer. And then let's say you start at a high level. Let's go at it at a different way. Let's say you have a high ticket and you do great at high ticket, but there's still a lot of people that love what you do and someday want to get there because they're go-getters, right? Yep. They they're like, I want to get there. I want to make a million dollars. I want to do whatever their goals are but they got to start somewhere. Yep. Then you offer something that maybe is a membership, you know, where, or something that's a much lower ticket. And you have to sell that completely differently. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You have to sell it completely different because it's really important. You have to um, meet the customer where they are. Yeah. So A, you have to know exactly who your customer is. And then you have to meet them where they are. So if you start talking to them at a level and telling them about things that are just, it's too complicated, that's not going to work for them. If it's too simple, it's not going to work for them. You have to meet them where they are. And you can only do that by really knowing who your customer is. Yes. Exactly. I you just reiterate everything that I talk about on my show. So I appreciate that because it really it really business your business becomes so much easier when you know who you're talking to. Yes. When when you get the clearer that you can be on who you are targeting, who you want to serve, who your target audience is, it makes so many other things in your business so much easier because that's like that's one of the hardest things to figure out in your business is who exactly you're trying to reach and how to talk to them the right way. Because it, it, yeah, once you get that, it just, the sales becomes easier. Marketing becomes easier. Pitching becomes easier. Figuring out the next product or service that you want to have becomes easier. Like all of those other things are easier when you know who it's supposed to be going to. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, um, it's almost like nine day. I think yeah. part of it is you become very focused. Yep. Your mindset shifts. Um, you probably, I would say 99.9% will have more fun at it. Yes. And I'm always like, <laughs> if you're not having fun, why do it? Yes. But I mean, it's like when you have that fun and you're energized and everything, it sure makes it a heck of a lot easier to get up in the morning and go, oh my gosh, you know, I got this really great, you know, whatever going on today. And, and, then, and then you like talking to people. Like you, if I know for, I, I like working with, and I serve creative women. I love being in creative industries. I, I love people who design and who, who are artistic and like building businesses that way or, and have figured out how to do it in a digital landscape. So I know that when I'm having conversations with women who are in those industries, that I'm going to enjoy that conversation. So even when I'm trying to get them to sign up to my group program, or I'm trying to get them into one-on-ones with me, it's not salesy for me because I like what they're doing and I can speak to what they're doing from a place of my own experience and my own way of being a creative. It's like, oh, I've been there. Like I know exactly like how you struggle in your business and and the things that you think about in your business. And so it just makes those 
the, to bring it back to like the sales calls, it makes those easier because they don't feel as much as work. You, you feel you have fun while you're doing it. You feel like you're getting to know someone while you're doing it. And it just makes the whole conversation on both ends go a lot better, a lot smoother. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you become in many cases a partner. Yes. That, that's that's really, I think, the true meaning of sales. Yes. I mean, I, you know, you alluded that, um, you know, there's different types of sales. The sales that I enjoy and that I love, I have termed noble selling. Noble selling is, is when you become a partner in the business. That if you can think about it, you know, there's a, it's like a puzzle and you're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And, and that's really what selling should always be like. And you will never, if you have that approach in a million years, you will never feel salesy. Yeah. Agreed. It, won't it won't happen. And so, you know, that's, that's the approach. And, and I'm kind of maybe biased. I think sales <laughs> the world go around. People wouldn't know about products and services without sales. You know, everything would come to a grinding halt. I'm sure that's probably not a hundred percent true, but that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, I can understand that point of view, but I, I like the idea of, of the partnership aspect of it, because I, I, I think not only does it make the job of selling easier, but I think that people are more receptive to that. It's like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to come in and, and, uh, take something from you or I'm just going to take your money and, you know, and give you this, like, you know, we're going to be a partner in, in this transformation that you're going to have, whatever that is, whatever, you know, to, I'll, you talk about like photographers, like we'll be partners and I'm going to work with you and your family to, you know, transform your holiday photos into beautiful, you know, designs and things like that that you can send on Christmas cards or whatever. However you phrase it, when you are coming at it in a partnership aspect, it makes it, it makes the person that you are selling to feel just as invested as you are in selling to them because they're like, oh, I have someone who's going to help me with this, that it's not just, I'm going to give money and then that's it. Like right. the, the transaction is done at that point. It's like, no, we're, it's a partnership together and we're, we're doing this together. Absolutely. And you, and you know, the thing is, it doesn't matter if it's all like online or if it's in person, um, or if it's via Zoom or any of that, it still is the same exact process. You think about almost like taking somebody by the hand and leading them down a path of the transformation that they're looking for. Yep. I love that. I love that. I, I hope people take that away that, you know, when we're talking about sales and how to how to talk to people, really think about just as Kathy said that transformation and how you're going to walk them through to get to that transformation at the end, and it'll probably make your sales calls and sales in general go a lot easier when you approach it from that aspect as as opposed to just I just need to make some money from someone and, and, and close this deal and book them, and I need X amount of dollars at the end of the month. I think when you approach it that way, it it makes it a lot uh, less fun, a lot more daunting, and probably a little bit harder on your end when you approach it in that type of way. So 
Um, but Kathy, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, if you want to learn more about Kathy and if you want a free strategy call with her, you can go to theprofessionalrulebreaker.com. She also has an ultimate sales starter guide, which I will put the link for that. I'll put the link for both of those in the comp or in the show notes. So Kathy, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. This was a great conversation. You're very welcome. I really had fun. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. Happening next week on the Strategy for Creatives podcast, I'm talking to Catherine McDirt, a transformational life and business coach about how to find purpose in your business. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday to catch the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Strategy for Creatives podcast. I hope you enjoyed the insightful discussion and hopefully found valuable tips that you can put in your business today. If you found the podcast helpful, I'd love it if you take a moment to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me make a better show and reach more listeners like you. And don't forget to share the podcast with your favorite business owner who could benefit from the strategies and insights I share on the show. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe and stay up to date with the latest trends and techniques for growing your creative business. If you want more, don't forget to join the Strategy for Creative Facebook group. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Strategy by Sasha. Have a topic suggestion or a question you want to hear answered? Email me at hello at strategybysasha.com. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week with another episode of the Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit podcast. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.